Good morning and welcome from Cork where we have fog. Very unusual these days, although the memory I have of when I came back to Ireland from the UK in 2005 was that we had lots of foggy days. Maybe that was because we had no foggy days in Bath. No idea. Anyway, today is fog. But it's, I'm looking forward very much today to traveling to Dublin from Cork. That's about 140 miles. And it'll take about two and a half hours. Maybe it's 160 miles to Cork from, to Dublin from Cork. And I'll go by train, which is the, and it's the first time in ages that I've gone to Dublin by train. I don't go to Dublin very often, don't go half as much as I'd like. But the plan originally was to, my wife and I were going to go up there and spend the day, but she's uh, not coming now, so I'm going by myself. And I've, quiet excitement would be the state I'm in, because Dublin is the metropolis, used to call it the big smoke, or my father used to call it the big smoke. I don't know if anybody, does anyone in any other country call their capital city the big smoke? So, I wonder. Anyway, that is what Dublin is, the big smoke. Perhaps it was all because of the amount of smoke fuel that used to be there, but I don't think so. Just a big place. And I haven't really thought through what I'm going to do there except to go to a shop called Pink. Yeah, I think it's Victoria's Secret Pink. And to get a birthday or get a Christmas present for our daughter. But apart from that, I have no clear idea what I'm doing in Dublin except to wander around the streets of Dublin is something that I used to love doing and I'll be very surprised if I don't love doing it today. So anyway, wherever you are in the world, wherever you hear this, this is Paul O'Mahony wishing you the best of life today. At 16 minutes past nine, I got the car parked. Uh, I did the usual thing, you know, tried to get out of the car. I, I have a backpack, so I needed to transfer things out of my other bag into the backpack. And, and I did that in a fierce rush, crushing some papers on the way. I'm going on a train to Dublin. And then I realized I wasn't sure where my wallet was, and my wallet was where my ticket was, in effect. So I stopped, and I rooted through my, ba my backpack at this stage. And I found it, and I kind of ran. And then I saw a train pull away. And I thought, oh my god, I made a mistake. That was the 10 past 9 train instead of the 20 past 9 train, and I should have been on it. And I got into the into the station in Cork, called Kent Station. And I went running up to the man at the barrier and I said, what can I do, what can I do? It's 19 minutes past and I was thinking the train is at 20 past. So he said, no, no, you have time, go over there to the 
the window and get a ticket and I thought how on earth can I get a ticket it's 19 minutes past the train leaves in probably about 19 seconds anyway I did what he, he said because I didn't feel I had an alternative and I'm, I hand in ticket and I said could I please have a ticket to Dublin it's my very first time using this uh, particular way of getting to Dublin by train and then the man comes over while, while the woman is doing the the transaction and he says the lovely Denise was looking after you and I said oh thank you Denise thank you but I had kind of thought well I missed that train I'll have to get the 20 past 10 and then they both said it's 25 past 10 the train the nine that the train leaves I said what I thought it was 20 past and they said yeah it's been changed we don't know why but it now goes at 25 minutes past instead of 20 past the gods were and then I, I walk towards the barrier and he walks with me and he he says oh I just walk through here and he walks with me and I think oh my god he says look look at your um, ticket and he says oh you don't have a any seat booked and my advice to you is go down to the back of the train none of the seats are booked down there and you'll get a table all to yourself and I got here I took off my coat and I took off my scarf and I sat down and I'm still breathless as you can hear and we're due to leave probably in about two minutes oh. and all I can think of is what a wonderful man what a splendid employee of Irish Rail you know you don't learn that on a training course you don't graft that on the way he treated me to another kind of personality. It's any passengers not travelling, please step off this service. We will be moving very shortly. I, it's, it's my own fault really, if I had left home earlier, if I had been less presumptive about the fact that I have low. So there you have it. I have a plug beside me. I can plug my computer in. This is brilliant. Every seat here is a plug. We're moving. I let you hear the ambient sound. Free trip from Cork to Dublin 
Yes, they decided that I should be able to travel free on the Irish Rail train, and that when I get to Dublin, I should be able to travel free on the overground internal city train called the Lewis. And the only thing the Irish taxpayers have decided not to give me today, as far as I can see, is a free taxi ride. So I want to publicly thank the Irish taxpayers for making that decision, for deciding that everybody over a certain age, but me in particular, should get free travel. And I remember when I was working in London as a bus conductor, I was particularly aware of it and I was a bus conductor. I did actually spend 18 years working in London Transport. But when I was a bus conductor, there was a half past nine cutoff. In other words, you could get free travel on the bus, but not until half past nine. The people who would get there free travel on the bus were known among staff on in the bus company as twirlies or maybe they weren't all known as twirlies but since a good number of them would be at the bus stop at 25 past 9 the bus would pull up and they weren't entitled to free travel until half past 9 and it was my job to refuse them free travel um, no matter how long they were going to stay on the bus. So, for example, if they were getting on the bus at Chalk Farm and they wanted to go to South Croydon Bus Garage, which is where the, the bus was going to, a journey which would take the best part of an hour and a half, but they, were, want, they wanted to get on the bus at 25 past nine, it, it was my responsibility to inform them that they would have to pay for the portion of the journey between the time they, the bus departed and half past nine. So there would be a fee to pay. Now can you imagine doing that kind of a job? Now, admittedly, some twirlies would turn up at a quarter past nine and say that according to their watch it was half past nine, but they weren't even statistically significant, the number of them that did that, even on a sample of 100, they probably didn't even reach 1% on in that sample. So by and large, looking back on it in a very benign sense of humour, our mood, to be more accurate, in a more benign mood. I think all of those people who had free travel tickets were good people and didn't cause me any hassle. Those people had their tickets paid for by their local council in London. That was their London being huge. There was like Camden Council, Islington Council, Hackney Council, uh, Tower 
Hamlet's Council, uh, all over the place, Shepherd. Um, anyway, Southall Council, every everywhere had councils, and that meant that the local taxpayers paid for their trips. I'm emphasising the word taxpayer rather than government because I would am very much in favour of us speaking about investment by taxpayers rather than investment by government because I think that I have too often not remembered that it's taxpayers who are paying for this investment and I'm damn sure a lot of other people don't remember it either. 38 minutes live streaming on Periscope while on the train from Cork to Dublin on a day when we're under an almost perfectly blue sky, pale blue, tiny wisps of filigree of uh, cloud. I just love being on a train. I remember once asking Georgie D about the train across Australia from Perth to Sydney or wherever it goes to. And I remember once talking to, oh, what was her name? It's terrible. Anyway, a lady in Delhi about taking a train from Delhi all the way round the in coast of India right down to Kerala and back up the other side and the train from well if it was me I'd like to go from Grand Central Station in New York and go I think probably first journey towards Chicago and down then to San Francisco or Los Angeles, certainly to California, and perhaps come back via New Orleans and the southern states, a train journey like that. I think uh, there is a, it is possible to get a train across the United States, I've been told that there it is and that would appeal to me a lot mind you crossing the United States anyway I'd like to go in a car I don't think I'd be much good on a bicycle but crossing it in a car would also appeal to me crossing in the bus would also appeal to me and I don't want to leave out the fact that I'd like to get a train from Bridgeport in Nova Scotia and go to Vancouver. Yeah, you can see I'm a journeyman. I love journeys. I have a fondness for a book I, I read <laughs> so many years ago, I can't remember much, On the Road by Jack Kerouac. And probably even more so Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance which for me was such a good book that I, <laughs> I never wanted to finish it so I haven't finished it and I used to read it read it 
a page at a time to make sure I wouldn't get to the end of it. Because I found that in every paragraph of that book, I could just sit down and dwell. And that's a kind of fancy way of being mindful about what I just read, but it, I, I love that book. Zelig, I think it is, by Michael Zelig or somebody Zelig. Not sure. It's a cult book from way back, which <laughs> I knew about for, it must be over 20 or 30 years, and, uh, and only really picked up about six or seven years ago. So traveling on a journey to Dublin, I have no agenda. Don't know where I'm going. I think the first thing I'd like to do is to go somewhere and have something to eat. Yeah, sit down there. If anybody would like me to do anything in Dublin for them, if you by any chance hear this and you want me to go anywhere in Dublin and, for example, record sound there or impressions there or drink a cup of coffee there, I'm very happy to do so. I like having, what's the word, not projects, I like having missions and a mission to do. I'm on a mission. Anyway, thanks a million for listening. The live stream can be found on Twitter without any trouble if you're interested. Welcome to Dublin. I'm walking down the side of an intercity train that's painted green, yellow, and the logo of intercity, and the word mark, it's got orange in it as well. Quarter past twelve. I think of Dublin as the storytelling capital of Ireland. For me, that's what brand Dublin is. I think I'll pause and take a photograph. I'll post that photograph of the, the station roof the station clock and the side of the train over on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, for all you train spotters, I was on the 4007. The 0930 out of Cork was the 4007. The ticket barrier says Thank you for travelling with us today. Gaurav Mahagat Ashtashtal Ling Inu. Oh, yeah.
put my ticket in. Okay, I'm into, I suppose you'd call this the concourse in a second. There's a jump juice bar here. Butlers have a chocolate cafe. Mullins have a sweet shop. Eason's have magazine and sweets. There's a sweet factory plus. There's an Ulster Bank ATM. And there's a specialist food shop. Let me have a look here. Well, it wasn't very specialist. It had a few fancy salads called Cocoa and Green. I think they probably had the franchise on the Houston Railway Station, which is where I am. When I was a kid, it was called Kingsbridge Station. Oh, it's gorgeous and fine here. The sun is coming in at about three o'clock. <clears throat> I actually forgot that my that I left anchor on during that conversation. I can see the St. James's Gate, which is the headquarters of Guinness, which is huge actually, here in Dublin. St. James's Gate is a short distance from here. A big building with Guinness written on the side. Uh, the Guinness Hop Store is, that's a tourist centre that, that Guinness run here in Dublin. That's the most visited tourist attraction in Ireland, as far as I know. <coughs> I'll be back. Welcome to the Lewis. We just stopped at a kind of traffic light or something on a bridge. It's Sean Houston Bridge. And as far as I know, this train is going to go down the left bank of the River Liffey. River Liffey is the river that flows through Dublin. It's shaped more or less in, uh, as a crescent. If you look at it on the map of Ireland as a whole, or a crescent or a sickle rises in County Wicklow. It says that the next stop is museum.
This is a light rail system. Wasn't here while I was young. It's all buses in those days. center of the city which I suppose people would regard um, O'Connell Bridge in the center of Dublin as well, the center. On the right hand side is a Jennifer Slattery wood wool wood wool belt shop. in the old butcher's studio. Smithfield Market in London. Huge uh, meat market. Ginger Aarons sent me a link yesterday, or else she shared a link yesterday, about a bar in Dublin that was the most upmarket bar in the country. I might go there today. You thought leprechauns were unreal, didn't you? Well, I'm standing under a signpost that says Leprechaun Museum on Jervis Street, heading to Jervis Street. And I've just got off the Lewis, very close to Wynn's Hotel. 
W-Y-N-N-S. Shall I go to the Leprechaun Museum? That's the big issue in my mind. Or shall I do what somebody asked me this morning on Periscope? Shall I find out if Cleary's department store has now been turned into another department store? Cleary's was built in the 19th century. It was fairly iconic in Dublin in the sense that people used to meet under Cleary's clock. If you were meeting somebody in Dublin for a date, there was a good chance you might meet under Cleary's clock on O'Connell Street. Buses passing. 46A going to Dunleary. Cleary's is huge. It's a magnificent Victorian building. I couldn't go into all the skullduggery that lies behind the fact that it is blocked up. I mean, imagine this is prime real estate. Opposite it is the statue of Jim Larkin, who lived from 1874 to 1947. Oh, that's an easy way to remember his date. Uh, trade union leader, led the 1913, what's called the 1913 lockout in Dublin. Kind of a hero of the hero of Irish working class. Anyway, this uh, clock that I'm standing in front of, Cleary's clock, was made by a company called Stokes in Cork. The building is completely shut. If you look at it, you can imagine it's a little bit like Harrods in London. Smaller, but that noise is the bell for the the Lewis light rail system, which is a tram system really. It's running on, on electricity provided by overhead wires. The windows say Christmas starts here. Hashtag Dublin at Christmas. It refers to Dublin town, basically advertising in, at one stage, what would have been eight, seven or eight windows. Almost unbelievable that this property would be vacant. It's a quarter to one. I think that was the sound of the clock above the entrance to Easton's. Anyway, I must go now and take a photograph of Cleary's and carry on my little meander through Dublin.
I'm looking at the 39A bus and the 77A bus, both of which are travelling south. Standing outside the entrance to Trinity College Dublin, I'm looking at a statue on a pedestal of Edmund Burke, B-U-R-K-E. The time is almost ten past two. The cobblestones, the cobblestoned entrance to Trinity has stuck in my memory vividly. Let's go inside. Oldest university in Ireland. Where the Book of Kells is kept and displayed and visited. If I go any further I'll get hooked on a nostalgia walk down memory lane. Let me out of here. second a young woman was taking a video of me but it turned out to be the much younger people beside me that she was videoing oh Barbara KB you're interested in whiskey the Irish Whiskey Museum is across the road. Sorry, I'll say that again. The Irish Whiskey Museum is across the road from the entrance to Trinity College, right next to the tourist office. Next to that is Butler's Chocolate Cafe. Next to that is Lush French, fresh handmade cosmetics. That's for Tashi, she's very interested. Aaron's Sweater Market. American Apparel. A shop called Books. A shop called Specsavers. Opticians. Next to that, CompuB. Someone asked me if there was an Apple shop in Dublin. I still haven't found out. Next to that, the Dublin Trading Company. I think they sell knickknacks or something. Freshly chopped, the healthy food company. And here's one, Bernardo. Famous for furs since 1812. Oil sports. A bookmakers. Let's go walk on Grafton Street. Any of you have seen the film once? That's where, that's where that film was set, at the beginning where they met, Glenn Hansard, remember? 
Welcome to Dublin, the capital of the Republic of Ireland. I'm standing on the street outside St Stephen's Green, which is a large, well, which is a green park at the top of Grafton Street. I, I, I was trying to go to a place called Nine Below Dublin. You can find it Nine Below Dublin. It's, I'm informed, a very snazzy bar. It may even be more snazzy than the one that Belinda and I went to in London, which was a gin bar. But I was very keen to see this place, unfortunate, and have a drink there. Unfortunately, it uh, wasn't open on a Monday, and it doesn't open until fr five o'clock in the afternoon. So that uh, meant that I, oh yes, I ran into the general manager. Yes, a man whose name is Courtney. I forget his first name. What did I do with this? He gave me his business card. We had a nice little chat. And then I turned around and went back to Insomnia Coffee Company. They have above the door, there's always time for a coffee. And underneath, love being awake. And I probably spent 45 minutes in there. So my next plan is to wander back down Grafton Street and live stream. Because I was in the, well, it felt like the middle of doing a live stream walking up Grafton Street when the battery ran out. And it's a super street, so I'm going down here and I'm going then to Victoria's Secret, to the Victoria's Secret shop. The most attractive women's underwear store that I've ever been to in my life. In fact, I, while I was standing in Victoria's Secret, I thought, if I had lots of money and, and a good deal of it to play around with just for fun, in other words, if I'd bought, you know, a few hundred bitcoins back in the day and could cash them in now, I'd set up a men's underwear store. Yes. I mean, I know that there are more uh, pieces to women's underwear than to men's underwear, but it was very elegantly laid out. And I thought, well, I don't know of a men's underwear store anywhere, so we certainly get a lot of publicity. And you never know, there may be an unmet demand for fancy men's underwear and some extra things like you know perfumes for men and eau de cologne for men something out of the ordinary with I presume would have to be some very attractive men um, photographed on the walls 
a night a nice kind of atmosphere inside and maybe some uh, uh, I'll say appropriate women to be the uh, security staff just you know shifting the gender in fact when I think about it it could be could it be for men and no I'll better shut up I'll just stick to men so anyway I'm now going to say uh, cheerio and I'm going to go over onto Periscope as I go back to Victoria's Secrets shop uh, because that's where my my daughter wants me to get something from that store and I'm going to do it oh it's been a lovely day so far in Dublin I hope you're having an even nicer day than I'm having bye for now you're in Davy Burns pub off Grafton Street in Dublin very well-known pub in Dublin James Joyce drank here now a little bit of information for you I'm not used to having 4,000 people pop in to one of my scopes on Periscope. I'm just not used to it. Something like 2,400 live and another 1,600 on replay. It may well be the highest number I have ever had. I'm just not used to it. Now, I don't know why this should have happened. All I was doing was walking down Grafton Street in Dublin, showing the Christmas lights, talking about it, showing some street music, focusing in on street music, welcoming people, thanking them for coming, chatting with some people that I knew already and then going into Davy Burns pub sitting down at the bar ordering a pint of Guinness and like it's still here I've still got some of it left I vowed to come into this pub and only drink one pint I have a temptation to have a second one. And the temptation isn't completely gone away. You see, I don't have a motor car. I'm on Shanks Mayor. I'll assume that not all of you know what saying I'm on Shanks Mayor means. Shanks Mayor is walking shoes. I, I actually don't know about the origin of the phrase Shank's Mare, but we'll soon discover that Shank was a... somebody who was a... 
I don't know, a horse rider in a previous life, maybe. Anyway, welcome to Dublin again. They've done up Davy Burns. I have to admit that I rather regret it because it had, oh my goodness, they do food here. I think I'm definitely going to stay and have some of that food that I've seen walking past me. I don't need to return to Cork at any particular time. And I seldom get a chance to have that. Could I have the menu, please, when you're ready? Yeah. In fact, I might even take off my overcoat. I'm sitting here in a, my best overcoat, which I usually only wear at funerals. Coming to Dublin today was no funeral. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Soup of the day is vegetable. Let me give you an idea. Some of you eat food, don't you? Some of you eat food, okay. Here we go. Okay, I'll go from the bottom up. Strip loin beef, horseradish and red onion panini. 12.95. All our beak is of Irish origin. And eight ounce sirloin steak and gravy. Everything served with potatoes and vegetables or French fries and vegetables. 19.95. Deep fried fillet of fresh haddock and tartar sauce. 13.95. Homemade shepherd pie. 12.95. Gourmet burgers and mash with a Lyonnaise, Lyonnaise sauce. 11.95. Roast turkey. I'm not having that. Traditional Irish stew. I might have that. Tiger prawns. I won't have that. Oh my goodness. What am I going to have? There we are. This is what Davy Burns offers. Thank you for listening. Walk Hello and welcome back to Dublin. Walking out of Davy Burns Pub. And by the way, Davy Burns Pub, I've been making a mistake all day, doesn't have an apostrophe before the S. Walking out of Davy, Davy Burns Pub. On the right hand side, the Bailey, another famous pub and walking down onto Grafton Street and saying to myself, I really need to step it out now to get as far as the bus. And the bus will take me to the train station. So I can't linger. But you can hear Grafton Street. That's the start of his Twitter name. Oh my goodness. I gotta take a photograph of the outside of this building. Oh, the streets of Dublin are just wonderful. I lived in Dublin 
for how long? Seven years. Bottom of Grattan Street. I wonder why I paused there because I don't know how many times I've said to people, I live in Dublin for seven years, London, uh, UK for 30. Anyway, it's true. Seven years in Dublin. Seven years at university. What a city. I loved it. I really did. I was glad to leave Ireland and go to London. I always knew I would, I think. But I went over to London for the summer. I had no clear idea that I was going to stay. I didn't have a project or something like that. Got a summer job as a bus conductor. And that was my undoing. I earned more money as a bus conductor than I did as a lecturer. Institute of Public Administration, so because I was hourly paid. So I left this city and the lure, well, the London held me, held on to me. Anyway, I'm in Dublin. I don't want to talk about London right now. That can wait. Passing Trinity College across the road on the orange light. One of my earliest experiences of Dublin was registering that people walked faster in Dublin and they didn't slow down or they just kept going, they would walk over you. And that's, I think, a universal... Well, I should ask, really. Isn't that what capital cities are like? The people are moving faster. The people have less time for you. They're very purposeful. Westmoreland Street, but I'm reminded of Joyce's Ulysses walking across Dublin.
There's a electrical power point underneath the place I can plug my laptop in underneath the seat. Mm-hmm. 